Thanks, Dave. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much that we can gather together and worship you this morning. Thank you that we can continue to look at what it means for us to live a life in your spirit. May we wait on you this morning. So that, Lord, we can be so attentive to hear from you. Lord, that we can be changed. And as we leave this building, Lord, we are transformed into your likeness as we go out and proclaim your good news. Lord, help us to, this morning, find what it is that you want us to find within the body of Christ. Amen. So, it's fantastic that we've got so many guests this morning. We are almost halfway through a series looking at life in the Spirit. So, you've come sort of partway in, but hopefully you'll settle into what we're talking about. But in essence, it is, how do we, if you call yourself a Christian... If you believe yourself to have received the Holy Spirit as you gave your life to Christ to say, Christ, you are my centre. I trust you. I love you. I know that you love me. If you have received the Holy Spirit, how do we move in that? How do we move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit? How do we seek God? How do we wait on him? And last week, we looked particularly at being released into the gifts of the Spirit that we have got. I will summarise what I said last week slightly later. But did we, from last week, feel released, those who are here? Yes. <laughs> Andrew does. We feel released into the gifts of the Spirit that we all have. And already this morning, I have heard a testimony that since last week, someone's life has been transformed by the knowledge that they are released into the gifts of the Holy Spirit, living a life full of the Holy Spirit. So that's where we're at. Today, though, this question is what I want us to sort of look at. How do we find our place within the body of Christ through the gifts that we have been given by God? So today, if you find what I've said interesting, look back last week and look at what those gifts are as we live a life in the Spirit. How do we find our place in the body of Christ with the gifts that we have been given? Last week, we looked at the first half of 1 Corinthians 12, where it talks about the spiritual gifts that I believe we all have access to. And then Paul continues the chapter today in 1 Corinthians, looking at the body of Christ. From a first glance, it may seem slightly strange that the gifts of the Spirit make up one half of the chapter and the body of Christ make up the second half of the chapter. Let's discover this morning why it is that Paul addresses the spiritual gifts and then us as the body of Christ, because if they are connected together in Scripture, there must be some connection for us as to why he's talking about us all being a part of the body of Christ, having just spoken about the gifts that we all individually possess. That's where we're going today. I hope that's okay with you. Well, just a quick uh, straw poll to start with. 
If I was to give you these two options, which would you go with? A walk along the front or a walk along Lord Street? Who would have their Saturday afternoon spent walking along the front? Mm, okay. Who would have our Saturday afternoon shopping along Lord Street? There are fewer shoppers. We all love to be in God's creation. I like to hear that. That's great. What about a city break or a beach break? Oh, a bit, bit harder. Who would have a city break? Who would go with a beach break? Okay. What about a Chinese takeaway or an Indian takeaway? That's a tough choice, isn't it? Who would go for Chinese takeaway? Who would go with Indian takeaway? What about this one? I definitely know where I fall in this category. Would you want to hit the gym or go to the spa? Who would hit the gym? Who would go to the spa? Yes. You're all with me. I love a good massage, me. Love a good time in the hot tub. When me and Hannah first got married, there's not a leading, there's not a leading story between those two. When me and Hannah first got married, uh, we had to discover the fact that we were different in the way that we would want to spend our time on our days off. So Hannah's perfect day off would have been a really nice lie-in, breakfast in bed, obviously made by me rather than her, a lounging day, just watching some telly, not much physical exercise, and then having a lovely meal in the evening. That would have been Hannah's perfect day off. This is prior to kids, by the way. I think now it would be our perfect day off. Mine, on the other hand, would have been, right, alarm set, seven o'clock. Where are we going on a walk today? What bike ride are we going to tackle today? Should we go climbing? That would have been my kind of day off. Hannah got fueled by relaxing in the sort of... Um, chilled out sense, I would be invigorated by doing something active. Me and Hannah are different. Me and Hannah are different. Hannah, in the evening, when we got to our day off, would have wanted to watch some kind of romantic comedy. Oh, really? Again? <laughs> I, on the other hand, would have been like, Mission Impossible, get a James Bond on. There was some difference, really, between us when we got married. And that is good. That is healthy. It is so good that me and Hannah are different. And as we have grown in our marriage, our difference together has become a blessing to our marriage. As we saw just then before, we are all different here in this place. And that is a good thing. We all like different things. We all look different. We all live in different places. We all have different relationships with deep people across this town and beyond. We are different. And do you know what? God made us to be different. So that's okay. That is a good thing. And this passage talks about that difference. There are five highlights I just want to briefly uh, touch on when we're looking at this passage about the body of Christ. This is highlight number one. The body is formed of many parts. Right at the start of that passage, verses 12 and 14, talks about us being made up, the body of different parts. Now we kind of get Paul, who is the one who's written this letter to the church in Corinth, we get that analogy. 
We get that the ear has a different function to the nose, and the nose has a different function to the arm, and the arm has a different function to our heart and our lungs. We get the analogy that the body is made up of different bits. We see his picture. We get what he's talking about. And that image is representing us. We are all different parts of that body because we are all different. We have different roles within that body. That is a good thing. God made us to be different. The second highlight, though, is this, that each of us, or as Paul uses in the imagery language, each part is integral and vital to the whole. This is the biggest section of that passage, verses 15 to 19 and verses 21 to 24. Each part of the body is integral and valuable. How could we smell without our nose? How could we look without our eyes? How could we hear without our ears? Each of the parts of the body is vital to the functioning of the whole body. This is verses 18. In fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So God has made our physical bodies as they are. And in that pictorial language, we know that because we are all different, we all have different skills, we all live in different places, we all minister in different ways, that is okay. Because we are all vital, we are all integral to the whole body. Highlight number three, there is one body, and that one body is in Christ. Verse 20, as it is, there are many parts but one body. Me and Hannah are different, yet we are one. We are all different, yet we are one. How are we all different? Because we are, God made us to be different, but how are we all one? Because the Spirit of God lives inside of us. If we call ourselves a Christian, if we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord. Just try and comprehend that, that God himself, the Holy Spirit, God lives in each and every one of us. There is something common across each of us here, and that is that God dwells among us. Isn't that great? Isn't it amazing that God dwells in each and every one of us. If I was gonna be the same as someone in any respect, I'm glad it's in that respect that the same thing that we both have is the Spirit of God within us. The fourth highlight is that there shouldn't be any division within the body. Verses 25 to 26. So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices in it. This brings us back to that last, um, last series we did on building community. That we are a body of Christ. We are a community together. And if somebody suffers, we suffer with them. We suffer together this morning with Patricia, who is obviously so unwell. And we pray that we will rejoice together in her recovery. My mum, a few years ago, was knocked off her bike 
as she was cycling along by a car. And she had some real issues with the bottom of her spine, and as a result... And me and Hannah, we went and visited her in hospital. We suffered with her. We prayed for her. We cared for her during her recovery. Because she was hurting, we were hurting. And when she got better, we rejoiced together the fact that she got better. That, for us, as the body of Christ, is our attitude towards one another. And the final highlight is this. We each have a part to play. Verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and each of you is a part of it. We each have a part to play. And this is the link that Paul makes. He's talked about the spiritual gifts in the first half of the chapter, what we all possess. And then he says, we each have a part to play in this body. We each have a part to play. So we're formed of many parts. That's each of us here. We're all integral and valuable to that. However you feel about yourself this morning, know that you are an integral part of the body of Christ. You are a son and daughter of the King of Kings. And there is one body. We're joined in Christ. There shouldn't be any division. And we each have a part to play. So let's go back to our question that I posed at the start. How do we find that place, our place within the body of Christ through the gifts we have been given by God as we live a life in the Spirit? I think it's threefold. Firstly, I think that we need to find God. I think that we need to find our way around the spiritual gifts that we have been given. And I think that we need to grow in a maturity in that. And because of those three things... The Holy Spirit enables us to find our place within this incredibly diverse, incredibly beautiful body of Christ that we all reside in. First off, let's look at how we find God. Many of you have heard my testimony before, but I became a Christian in my first year of university. I was praying with a guy in his room and I was just so broken and he prayed for me and the love of Christ just filled me. And I knew, I knew that he was real. I knew that he was alive. And I knew that he loved me. As the weeks went on and the months went on after I made that commitment to Christ, I wanted to find God even more. I wanted to know who he was, experience him, experience more of his love. So I started to plug myself into a church. And I went to church this one day. And I was worshipping God. I was singing his praises. And someone came over and they prayed over me as I was doing so. And at that moment, I had a flooding of the Holy Spirit. I was to use the biblical language, baptised in the Holy Spirit. And at that moment, and I kind of described this last week, at that moment I knew of the gifts that God had given to me. I knew that I could step out in faith in the confidence that the Lord was with me for the common good of building up the church and for enabling people to come to know Jesus. Look back, because I explained that last week. Look on the podcast if you want to. But the point I want to make is that I was looking for God and those 
experiences those gifts, living a life in the spirit, flooded out of the fact that I was looking for God. There is a danger in the Christian walk, not that I think we are doing this here, just so you know, but there is a danger in the Christian walk that we go after the signs and wonders and the miracles rather than going after the God who does those signs and wonders and miracles. We can crave and long to see signs and wonders so much that actually it becomes about us and our glory rather than God's and his glory. This is actually one of the reasons why Paul is writing this letter to the Corinthians, because their worship is disordered. They are lavishing themselves in these gifts of the Spirit that God gives so freely to us, yet they are doing it for their own glory. Look at me, look at me as I have done this or that or the other. Rather than let's praise God for the fact that he has healed this person. Let's praise God that we've been given a word of knowledge or a prophetic word for this person. We could be in danger of that. But our primary call, our primary centre, is that we find God. We seek after him. And as a result, we can live this incredible life in his spirit, where signs and wonders and miracles flows out of us through the work of the spirit within us, all for God's glory and not ours. So how do we find our place in the body of Christ, we look for him. This is Colossians 3, 1 to 4. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died. This is when you became a Christian. And your life is now hidden with Christ in glory. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also appear with him in glory. Focus on God. I went to that church that morning to find God. And because of God's goodness, because of his love and his mercy, the Holy Spirit came upon me. And I had this incredible experience, this sign and wonders, miracles coming from me. Next point is finding our way around our backpack. Let me just explain that, because if you weren't here last week, that wouldn't make sense. Last week, I spoke about the gifts of the Spirit in the first half of 1 Corinthians. is like a backpack that we all possess and we wear when we receive the Holy Spirit. This is the list of those spiritual gifts. This is verse 8 to 10 of chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between Spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of of those tongues. If you have received God into your life, if you have sought after him and you have found him and you have given your life to Christ, that is all in your backpack. Each of those gifts are readily available to us. But I was explaining last week that we need to step out. 
We need to step out into the gifts that we have been given. We need to step out and be released into those gifts. Some of us feel like we need permission to work in the gifts of the Spirit. No. Your permission has come from God himself. It does not need to come from somebody standing on this stage. And we are to know our gifts, but learn how to use those gifts. Come to these workshops. That'll be a real practical way of learning how we minister into these gifts. I can't wait for the healing workshop tonight. We are going to see some healings happen tonight. I know we are. And we will learn how to do that. This is 1 Timothy 4, verse 14. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. That's talking about someone specific, but it is important that we know not to neglect those gifts that are in my backpack, that are in your backpack. Go back and listen last week if you want more in depth about that. The final uh, part of this, find your confidence Find your maturity within your gifts. This is 1 Peter 4, verses 10 and 11. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ to him be the glory and the power forever and ever amen we are to grow in confidence in the gifts that we have we are to root down in maturity in our faith in God knowing the gifts that we have and knowing that God wants us to use them. He calls us to use them for the common good of building up the church and for people coming to know him. So how does this all link to us finding our place within this body of Christ? We are all different, yet we all make up one body. Why would Paul make it so clear that each part of the body is so vital to the whole? Because he wants to say to you that you are vital, you are integral, you are significant, you are important within the body of Christ. You are loved, you are a child of God. And knowing that you are a part of the body of Christ, knowing that you are so valued, and knowing that you have a part to play, we need to explore and find our way around this backpack of gifts that we have by stepping out in faith as the Lord prompts us to. And as we grow in maturity... God will use us more and more by his guiding. This is John 16, verse 3. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. How do we find our place in this diverse body of Christ with the gifts that we all have? Well, actually, 
we don't find our place in that, the Holy Spirit finds our place for us. This morning, it may be that the Lord wants me to give a prophetic word to somebody. I step out in faith, I give them that word for the building up of the body of Christ. So today, I am being the mouth of the body of Christ. Someone else may need prayer for healing and God gives someone else the prompting to go to them and to pray for them to be healed and they are the hand today in the body of Christ. Someone may be hearing a word of knowledge and interpreting that through their gift of wisdom this morning. They are being the ears. God is so good that he uses each and every one of us with the gifts that we have been given so that the body of Christ can be raised up and people can come to know Jesus. But this is all a choice. This is all a choice that we need to follow those promptings. Follow in the way that the Lord wants us to move. I look at this picture, and I did this picture before this morning. That would have been not very prepared of me. But this morning, me and Zachary were playing with some Lego, and he's got this kit that makes up a, um, a series of dinosaurs. So we're making this uh, Tyrannosaurus this morning. And we were looking at the instructions. We had all these pieces, similar to that boy, laid out in front of us. And we had a choice, didn't we? We had a choice just to make something up, or we had a choice to be guided by these instructions so that we made what the box actually has on the front of the box. We are like those Lego pieces. We are like individual parts of the body of Christ. We are guided by God to slot in as he guides us, as we step out in faith, so that the big picture, God's big plan, his kingdom here in Southport and beyond can be realised. But it is a choice that we have to make. Because if we hear the promptings of God and we don't step out in faith, that is us not being faithful to the call that he has given upon us. God will have to substitute in someone else to be the arm for this day, for this situation, or the ear for this situation. I want us to know so deeply in our hearts that we have a valued place in the body of Christ and that each and every one of us has a part to play but there is a choice to step out in faith and in confidence in him. Can I invite the band up because we're going to pray together? I'm just going to pray over us as the band sets up that we will know that the Holy Spirit will guide us into this place that he wants us to be. Father God, thank you so much that we are all a part of the body of Christ. Thank you that, Lord, we seek after you and you alone. We seek after you for all that you have and will continue to give us. Lord, may we step out in boldness and courage 
so that, so that the body of Christ can be built up and people can come to know you. Lord, help us to find our way around the backpack of gifts that you have given to us. May we always be so attentive to hear from you and your spirit. Amen. Please stand. We're going to sing together. There's going to be people on the sides here. If you wish to be prayed for anything, please come forward. There may be some of those things that I've spoken about that you think, you know what, I actually want to make a real choice that I'm going to find my place in the body of Christ. I'm going to make a choice to step in and like we did last week, being released into those gifts, come and receive prayer. But the reason we are doing this sermon series on life in the Spirit is that we believe that the Spirit is still active today and that amazing things can happen as a result. So if you want prayer for anything, come to the side as we worship together.